You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hey guys, today I'm so grateful that we get to talk all things Enneagram and marriage with Jackie Brewster today. We get to talk not only a teensy bit about her 7-3 pairing, but most of all about her practical hands-on Enneagram workbook with all kinds of tools for your marriage. So I'm so excited. You're going to be one of the very first to get your hands on this book, and we have a special coupon code for you for it too. So I'm so thankful and excited. We get to talk with Jackie Brewster. You might remember her on from a past episode, but today we are digging deep into marriage work and even sharing some tools for listening with you as well. So you get a lot of great marriage tools at large, as well as story, which you know we're all about here, vulnerability, and and Enneagram and Marriage Practical Tools. You just can see the seven and three wheels going when you talk to Jackie and you just see that glow. So I love that we get to benefit and that we have something now to share with you that she's produced. So very excited for this. Before we get to Jackie, I also want to share about a conference Jackie and I will both be speaking at Gospel for Enneagram with Tyler Zach. He's running a conference in April. You can check the show notes. We have a free pass for you or an all access pass with bonuses that if you want to watch the conference on your own time and and also be able to repeat and and pick and choose various times. You can watch it that way or you can just enjoy it free as it airs in April. So make sure you check out the show notes for her books, the conference, and all of the above. I also want to remind you that as you know, we're walking through the Enneagram and Marriage Glow Planner this year and we're talking all about conflict this month, which was why this was the perfect episode to happen now. Uh, We really want to help you to understand that one way you can continue all month with us and of course all year to really help your marriage is to make sure that you're getting that self-care balance of self-care, spousal care, and then giving out into the world. So don't forget those instincts to ask yourself each week, how am I doing these? How am I making sure that I'm super paying attention to refreshing myself? And that includes spiritually. How am I making sure that I am truly loving and giving to my spouse? And how am I making sure that I'm truly also giving to the world? But that's going to require some reuptake. So get creative with us. And that is a huge part of marriage is getting creative and adventurous because we're going for the long haul and we're learning as we go. And plus, I know we need a lot of grace because we make a lot of mistakes along the way. I'm quite sure every time in between our episodes, even we are just making mistakes sometimes and falling down together and getting back up. And so just know that I'm right there with you doing that, but that I also love getting back up and dusting myself off and saying, you know what? It does take courage. And that's what encouragement is. And I am encouraging you and also love the encouragement I get from my support team, including you guys sometimes, which I appreciate. And just knowing that we're doing this journey together. So I really want to just shout out a huge appreciation for you today for doing this. And I just want to really help you to know that even if it's slow, even if you have to fall down and need a lot of grace in between, this is worthy. You are doing something incredibly hard, which is bringing family stability, generational stability, and even bringing 
bringing love back again and again and again when you guys fall down together. So very impressed, thankful, and also in awe of the work you're doing. And this all in between work or kids and who knows what else you have going on this week. So we are here listening to Jackie and so grateful to get tips. Jackie, we are so happy to have you back on the Enneagram and Marriage podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm thrilled to be back. Oh, thank you so much for coming today. We get to talk about literally our favorite topic, the Enneagram and your marriage. We are so excited for your new book. Tell us all about yourself first, and we'll get into the book in a little while. Okay. Um, I'm an Enneagram 7, married to an Enneagram 3. We have been married for over 24 years now, which I really cannot even believe that that is, that is true. Yeah. Uh, I have four children. One of them turns 21 this month, which is crazy. Um, I have a 19 year old that's in college and then twins that are 14. Uh, I am a life coach that uses the Enneagram to help people uncover and discover more about themselves. Uh, I have a practice that, um, I see clients full-time. I love it so much. And then author and speaker and all that fun stuff. Um, but I think, you know, I'm just a mom and a, and a wife and a woman and a friend and a daughter and, and, um, you know, I love the Lord and, uh, I really hope that I'm able to hold space for people as yeah. they journey and, and try to discover things about themselves and be better and do better and all that kind of stuff. Mm, that's beautiful. I love that. And I love that you're giving your life giving seven and seven wing eight energy to people and mm. to changing their lives for the better. That is just so encouraging to all of us out here. Oh, thank you. Yes. I think I, that's my passion for sure. Mm, and tell us a little bit about last time you came on with Eve, we were talking about your other book, but we didn't really get to hear your love story. So tell us a little bit about you and your hubby and how you met. I know he's a three. Yes. Oh my goodness. So, and I write this, um, I have a book coming out. You're right. And I write a little bit about this in the beginning of that book around the foundation. And we were young, we were young. We didn't know anything. You guys, um, we dated long distance. So I was, 20, you know, I had met him in high school. He's older than me. So I went to school with his brother. Um, mm -hmm. And then a couple of years later, he'd come back into town and I was like, oh my gosh, hello, hottie. Um, and <laughs> he thought the same thing. So, <laughs> um, so you know, in, it, then it just was a, it, he sent me a Christmas card that was kind of a generic Christmas card. I had no idea that he had actually bought this box of cards so that he could mm -hmm. send me one. So it didn't seem weird. <laughs> And it, this sweet love story, he told his yeah. best friend um, that when when he saw me, he said, that's my wife. I'm going to marry her. Oh. No idea that he said that. But I I immediately was like, oh, I that's he's special. And so um, a couple months later, he uh, came to town because we lived long distance the whole time. He came to town mm -hmm. and um, we just hit it off and it was great. And my mom's like, oh, I can tell something's happening here. Wow. And within um, three months he proposed and six months later we were married. And so it was, this is the whole time I lived in Florida. He lived in Nashville and uh, he moved me here right after we got married. And then we journeyed through a lot of life over 24 years, ups and downs, yeah. ins and outs. Um, infertility is the beginning of our, of our mm. story to adoption, to um, having babies that, all miracles that we had no idea. Um, mm -hmm. and inside of that ministry, years and years in ministry, 
uh, in music business. And so it has been a journey. It has been a beautiful, at times painful. Yeah. In turns. Um, Mm -hmm. I, and I think that I'm passionate about people knowing that, that it has been 24 years. There has been ups and downs, good and bad in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is a perseverance inside Mm -hmm. of that. And um, mm-hmm. I never want to paint it in this way. You know what I mean? That's like, it's been beautiful. Um, yeah. Because it hasn't, <laughs> but we're still here. And I'm so thankful, yes. even in the hard times that um, we had the support of other people to help us pull together and figure this thing out and keep going. Mm. Yeah, that is really neat. And I like how you say it's the longevity has created a beauty in and of itself as well. I remember reading that in Gary Thomas's sacred marriage where he's like, man, just that bigness of that many years together and that faithfulness, like that tells its own story. So we love hearing that you're filling it in for us so that we don't think it's this glamorized ideal marriage, but that it's been hard work and beautiful both. It has been, it has been, and it's, it's been, um, there's been a lot of people that have come along and supported us a lot of therapy, so much therapy, you guys, Mm. Uh, but it's this willingness and desire for us to know ourselves and know each other Mm. Uh, and God at the center of all of it. I love that. I love that. And one time we had a three, seven who came on and shared that they did some of their work together and how comforting that was as two assertive types to be able to say, like, we want to grow together. Is that something you and your husband experienced too? Sometimes like, let's do this together, not just on our own. Yes. That was our first experience. Um, I think we were married, I don't know, 10 or 12 years and, um, we just, it was not a great season and, uh, it was kind of like, we want to figure out how to be, and we can't figure out how to just be in this relationship. And mm-hmm. we both were doing and trying and, and mm-hmm. proving and all the things, you know, and at that time I didn't have language around the, the assertive type. I didn't know yeah. that that's what we were battling, mm-hmm. um, was this autonomy, this desire to be our own people inside of this relationship. And so I remember going into therapy and then, um, the aha moments that happen inside of the room around holding space for each other and hearing each other and seeing the wounds and, and um, having somebody in there helping us to, to move into them. Because as a seven, I want you to pack that up. I want you to bandage the wound up. I don't want to see his wounds and I don't want to expose mine. (laughs) Yeah. You know, a lot of it was like, he fought really hard. Cause I was like, I don't want to fight. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Um, and now I know why as an Enneagram seven, I don't want to go to those hard places because yeah. I don't know how to get out of them. And yeah. then I have to make choices and decisions inside of that. It's easier for me to just pretend it didn't exist or doesn't have, it's not happening mm. and, and live in like fantasy land. Yeah. Um, and he wouldn't let it, he was like, now we're doing this. And for an Enneagram three, that's pretty impressive. It is, but he fought really hard for us. Mm -hmm. And so, but, um, I feel like he probably dragged me into it for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, because I was so afraid, I was so afraid of, of looking in the mirror of Mm -hmm. having to face childhood and being, and um, disappointment, abandonment, Mm -hmm. all kinds of things inside of that. Mm, it's really brave of you to do that work. And I like how we can see together. And I know all of our audience is seeing too with us that um, 
that was extremely brave for you and also for your husband, very loving in that three space, right in the center of that heart triad to be so romantic to say like, we're doing this, like we're worth it. So I love that. And now everybody gets blessed and benefits from it because you're sharing your beautiful book. And I love how you start off with the story about, uh, you know, and I won't share details, but just something at the foundational level. So we'll talk more in a few minutes. Uh, Tell us what in general led you to write your book. I don't know if it was stories, culture, just lots of things, maybe your own experiences. I think I, I see a lot of clients. And so as I started to do, you know, we've done years of therapy and then um, using the Enneagram and learning more about ourselves inside of our story. And then seeing the clients that I see in the life coaching space that I do. And I see couples and I was like, oh my goodness, if couples had this and they could see these side by side, if they could start to understand that some of the ways they're trying to get their needs met, they're actually hurting each other, but they really want connection. We are human beings created for connection, but we don't always do it. And our focus of attention is different. And maybe our stances are different, or maybe the subtypes, the way that we're trying to get connection is not the same. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean we shouldn't fight for it. It means that we should understand and attune ourselves to our partner, empathy and compassion in that space. Right. And so when I, when this book, um, was birthed in me, I guess. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. I just felt like if people had this tool, maybe they wouldn't have to fight as hard as we had to fight. Mm. Maybe they have some understanding. Maybe they could hold some space for each other in a way that we just didn't Mm. know. how. And so that is my heart behind this book and the heart behind what I do. I just want people to feel like they understand themselves better and then mm-hmm. in relationship that they can understand their partner better so that mm-hmm. there's a chance mm-hmm. there's a side of like when conflict and confusion and disruptions in life happen, they don't have to take you out. Yeah. You know, you guys can do this together. You just have to learn how to dance together. And, and that, that requires knowing deep knowing of one another and not just, you know, I talked about in the beginning of that book, like um, we had Jesus and love. Wasn't that enough? Mm-hmm. And, it wasn't enough. We didn't know each other. We didn't even know the questions to ask. Mm. And so all these years later, um, looking back at it, if mm-hmm. I could, if I could help anybody along the way, mm-hmm. this journey, it would be this deep work. Mm-hmm. Get to know the person that you fell in love with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love, love them deeper. Love them from this, this deep knowing, I see you, I see your wounding and I still choose you. I see your mess and I still choose you, you know, that kind of, that kind of loving and longing. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. And I love hearing that from a seven because a lot of people have a misperception about sevens that they don't have that heart space. And in fact, it's very sensitive and it's very real and raw. And I hear, heard that with you just now saying, I just want people to make it. And not only that, I want it to be just a little bit easier for them. I want them to learn from me. And I just, to me, that is a truly beautiful reason for writing. And I love that, that our audience gets the gift of it. I see so much of your seven and your three glow in this book, in the sense of you and your your spouse. Like I think over years, you really do blend gifts, all of us. And 
I think it's like when I uh, have been able to preview your book, I'm like, wow, this book brings a lot of clarification and it brings a lot of organization and order to our our readers, our listeners. So I'm excited for you to tell them about it. Can you tell us a little bit about the book and what couples uh, can expect to find? And then I'm going to ask you a couple of particulars. Okay. Uh, yeah. So this is a seven week workbook and it's Enneagram focused. And so we go into it. There's two different uh, Enneagram pieces of awareness per week. Um, so you go at your own pace. So it's seven weeks. If it takes you longer, let it take you longer. Just go into it at your own pace. That's what I'll say about this book. Mm-hmm. Um, but each week there's, there's two offerings around Enneagram awareness for you and your partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, set it up. There's a story because mm-hmm typically help us really to understand the concept that we're trying to explain on this side of the the Enneagram tool as a teaching tool. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's a story that happens. Um, There's some awareness that you guys get to reflect upon. There's some journaling space inside that. And there's activities after each uh, section, there's an activity and activities are really, really important. And they're really important to me as a seven, probably (laughs) in general, Transformation is not transformation until you activate it. And so I don't want you guys to be consumers of information and then not know how to actually activate that information for real. And so that's the purpose of all the activities in the book is that there's going to be life change. There's movement that happens inside of this. So we need to take the information that we're, that we're learning and then do something with it so that that some there's, there's transformation. So we see something. So it's kind of like, I like to say, like, I know how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's bread mm-hmm. and jelly. But until I put that together, it is just bread. <laughs> and so that transformation piece it is when we activate that information. So through the whole book, um, I walk through the basics all the way into deep dives into, into really beautiful parts of the Enneagram that I love around, mm-hmm. um, around some connection points and what's happening inside of conversations or conflict, um, why people are reacting the way that they're reacting, what are you getting caught up around, things like that. So all the way through, uh, mm-hmm. it just helps you to move. I want to say slow and as an Enneagram seven, that's pretty impressive, yes. but I do want you to move through it in a way that it builds upon and builds upon and builds upon and builds upon. So by the time you get to the end of the book, you feel like you have a good grasp on yourself as well as your, and then you're going to continue to do the work over the years. Mm, I like that. And I like how people could do it in seven weeks or they can pace themselves because for a uh, an aggressive assertive type, we might say this is perfect, or I can even move faster. But somebody else may say, let me chew on it. And of course, even you and I may say, let me pull it out every now and again. So it's nice to be able to say, pace yourselves. But now that I hear you talking about it after I've read it, I'm like, oh, what's neat about this book extra is that it does have your eight wing clarifications, but it really has the kinetic movement of the seven. And like you said, the activation process. So I love that we have now a recipe and ingredients and we're moving it out into the world. That's awesome. Thank you. Yes. So tell us a little bit about a couple who's in conflict. One of them buys the book. Uh, what do you hope that they can gain from it? What's one tool that they might find intriguing? Yeah, this is a great question. Even, um, some of the sessions that I have with people right now yeah. you know, uh, and using the tools within, within this book and the, mm-hmm. uh, 
the ways to help them move into it. It's mm-hmm. the awareness piece. If you can become aware of what's happening, then you can grab a hold of uh, what you need to acknowledge inside of that in your own story. So there's a lot of blaming. There's a lot of things that happen in relationship. Like if you would only do this, it would be better. If this was only like this, it would be better. But what happens in a tool like this, it actually kind of separates both people and says, you got to own your own stuff here. So why are you actually doing this? And so at the very beginning of the book, unconscious childhood messaging and a heart longing message, it's actually, I think it's actually weeks two and three. It's not the very first. Mm-hmm. Um, but inside of those, we start to understand that a lot of, a lot of how we function in life stems from these p- particular, uh, messagings. And so as an Enneagram seven, um, I want to know that I'm going to be taken care of. Okay. That's mm-hmm. my heart. And so if my husband does things that makes me feel like he's not thinking of me or caring for me, I'm probably mm-hmm. going to read. And I really want at a seven. And I like to say this about a seven, um, and I'm always interested about what other people think about it though. So mm-hmm. always, learn, always, always learning, but as a seven, I want to be taken care of. And I find that it's usually at an emotional level. I want somebody to see me as worthy of loving, worthy of investing. Mm-hmm. In. That's usually what comes out with my sevens is that piece right there. Like, I want you to turn to me and see me as worthy of thinking of when you're making decisions mm-hmm. And so inside of, you know, conflict, it can feel like, you don't even think about me when you make these decisions. You just go and you make the decisions and then you tell me what I'm supposed to do. Um, tell me the expectation inside of it. And so that can cause a conflict. And so for him to know that, like, oh, she wants to know that she matters. She wants to know that I'm listening to her. She wants me to turn to her. Um, so it slowed us down in our in the way that we communicate, you know. Mm. And so I'm just kind of using that three seven as an example because it's us and you know, I don't mind putting my stuff out there. Yeah, exactly. Um, we can't put our clients yeah. stuff out there. I can put my client stuff out there, but I'll put my stuff out there. Um, and then him as an Enneagram three, he wants to know that he's accepted as who he is. And so I have to be very careful because the wounding, it's kind of like, um, it's, it's like hidden on a three. Yeah. It's like not an easy accessible wounding in, in, he doesn't show me it openly. Um, but I can tell in ways of like, it's never good enough. Is it like, it doesn't matter what I do. You're never happy. You're never satisfied. And so I'm like, Oh, I just heard him. I just, that's not what I'm saying right here. So this tool, I think it gives an opportunity to slow things down a little bit and see what is really behind the fight. What is, what is actually, you know, what motivates, Mm. what motivates person? What are they looking for? How are they trying to get their needs met? How are they trying to keep themselves safe? Um, and maybe it is confusing for you because you do it a different way, yeah. but it gives insight into, into each other. And so mm-hmm. I think as people work through this book and it, if it is conflict, it starts to make more sense. You, you gain awareness of yourself, you gain awareness of your partner. Um, you have an opportunity to acknowledge your own stuff inside of it. And they have an opportunity to acknowledge theirs. And so when we acknowledge things, we can change them. Mm. We can't change what we're unwilling to acknowledge. So if we just say, well, this is just who I am, we're not going to change. And unfortunately we repeat what we don't repair. I'm sure you've heard that a thousand times. We Mm. repeat what we don't repair. So we will continue to end up in these cycles Mm. of uh, confrontation or arguments or fights or, you know, quiet, withdrawn silence. Mm if we don't intentionally try to figure out what's going on. 
Mm. That's so true. And it's hard. It takes a long time sometimes. And that's why I like how you said, you know, make sure that you dig hard into the book and make sure that you look deeply because you have it there laid out in such an organized fashion. And I want to just pull back for a second with our listeners because Jackie's saying here she has a relationship coach and and we know with couples it's complex and I'm telling you she's found a way to make the complexities doable. She's really been able to give you tools and steps so that like you said like how am I going to find that? Well, your book lays it all out, right? When people are in that space of what's going on behind the scenes with a three and a seven or their types. Right. Yes. And I I think um, part of it is I had to go first. Like I had to do the work. So this workbook is birthed out of um, years of work and pain and um, acknowledgement and owning my own stuff. Like I had to seriously go through and figure it out on my own before I could bring something to anybody else and ask them to do it. So the way that it is laid out um, probably speaks to the work that I had to do or that we did in relationship. So it does walk people through those things, those different parts where it gives more insight because it is Enneagram. There's, there's other aspects of it as well. Um, I talk about fight or flight. I talk about some of those other responses, how to connect the importance of connection inside of relationship. So it's kind of like, it's the why behind yeah, the work, like why do it? Because I want you guys to have an emotionally healthy connection within your relationship, because that is longevity. That is, that moves a relationship from a task-based relationship to an emotionally connected relationship. And it, there's something beautiful inside of emotional connection. It is just mm-hmm. This like, and just be, I can be in this space. I don't have to prove or perform or protect. I can be with you and you can be with me. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think I ever knew how, I never knew what it would be like to actually get that. And I wasn't sure I would have ever feel it mm-hmm. from the side of heaven. And, um, and I doing the work mm-hmm. has allowed us to, to enter into this space around, I use, I see you and you matter. And mm-hmm. I feel like you see me and I matter too. And um, mm-hmm. do this together. Wow. Wow. And as a three and a seven, if they can do it, you guys, you can, because these two independent types have found a way to just be, and I'll say not just independent, but moving types. And so that is such a comfort to everybody listening. Like this is very much possible. And I also think it's great for social settings and for church groups, because I think that it's conducive to working together with all the systems you have in the book as well. But you have another technique that I think would be just awesome for everybody to hear. We're at this stage of our podcast where we're really trying to help couples with conflict. And you talk about active listening and how important it is. Can you tell us about that? Yes. So active listening, it really requires us to attune ourselves to another person. And mm-hmm. that might be like, what are you talking about? Or mm-hmm. tell me, I'm like huge. I'm like, let me go look it up. I'm always Googling everything. Um, but attunement means the state of recognizing, understanding, and engaging with somebody else's emotional state. It means that I see you and I'm not just trying to fight this battle and get you to see my side of it, but I'm actually willing to quiet myself and attune myself to begin to see your side of it as well. And so in healthy relationships, there is accessibility 
there is responsiveness and that is attunement. And it happens with body language, facial expressions, active listening. Um, all of this plays a role in attuning yourself, right? So it's, it's accessibility, responsiveness, and then engagement. Are you willing to engage in the conversation in a healthy way? Or are you just shutting it down? You're not getting what you want. You're shutting it down. The really like the conversation's over. And so that's where a lot of conflict happens and stops. And we have to pick it back up and figure out how to heal it. Right. As we go on, but with this active listening piece, we slow things down and we, we it's empathy, like you, you engage in the other person's experience in a way that you're, you're, you're trying to make sense of like, man, they, they really saw that in a different way than I said it, you know, mm-hmm. instead of being like, I, that's not how I meant it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how I took it. And so when you are tune yourself to another person, you begin to see like, oh, that did not land well. <laughs> what yeah. Like what's happening? Like, I think, I don't think that that landed the way that I wanted it to land. Mm. What did you hear? And then they can say like, well, I heard you say that you were going to make the decision and it didn't matter what I said. Mm. Oh, no, no, that's not what I said. I was just showing you that there is an option, that this was an option. Mm. Oh, it's not what I heard. <laughs> so active listening just slows things down. Mm. That's a great example. And when couples are moving too fast, is that when you think it's a good time to use that or if they're having trouble really, like you said, just kind of the, the message is being lost. Yes. At the beginning. And then I think as you, as you learn more about each other and you begin to attune yourself to each other, Mm -hmm. active listening becomes a way of communicating. It just Mm -hmm. happens because Mm -hmm. you space for the other person. So like in my relationship with my husband, um, I'm not filling in the blanks. I'm trying to figure out what is he saying right now? Or what, where is this? I might ask questions around, watch his facial expression. Mm-hmm. Hey, what are you thinking about that? And he might be like, I'm not thinking anything. Huh? I feel like you may be thinking about something. I can kind of read that on your face. And then he might, he might give me a little bit more like, yeah, that meeting. I don't think it went the way that I thought it was going to go. And I feel a little bit discouraged. Oh, tell me about that. And it's just, so it doesn't have to be in conflict. It can, it can help slow conflict down. But it also, I think as we learn this like accessibility piece, like when I reach for you, are you going to respond to me? Mm -hmm. And when you respond to me, are you going to attune to me? Which means you're going to, you're going to shift your body. You're going to pay attention to me. You're going to give me eye contact. You're going to let me know that I matter to you enough for you to stop what you're doing and pay attention, pay attention to me, attune to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Side of that, the engagement happens, then we can start to dance. Like we start to have the conversations around whatever, you know, whatever's going on. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it can happen in conflict, but it all also, it's just this beautiful reciprocal relationship when you figure it out, when you figure out how to hold space for each other. And mm-hmm. then you're like, reach for me, I'm available. When I reach for you, you're available. And mm-hmm. then we learn how to respond to each other according to our Enneagram types according to the way that we receive information, because mm-hmm. I want my husband to give me eye contact. He does not care if I give him eye contact. Yeah. He doesn't care. So like the way that we attune to each other is a little bit different, mm-hmm. uh, but paying attention to that. So it's not across the board that it's the same. It's individualized. You get to figure mm-hmm. each other out. It's like a mystery. Ooh, we love mysteries. That's awesome. That's a great analogy. And I like how you're also, 
making me think of how when people are listening so intently that they forget what they're going to say, I actually think that's a compliment to the speaker. And I never mind it if my husband is like, I forgot what I was going to say next. I'm, and I feel the same when it's me because I'm like, we were really leaning in. But I think it's really hard to do that when you feel the defenses or when you've got something to say. So I like how you're reminding us this is a tool that we can access. And and I'm really glad you go into this in your book because it is an Enneagram book, but it also addresses a lot of marriage repair at large. It does probably because I had to do a lot of it. So. <laughs> yes, that's the best when you can integrate the best of the best. Oh, right. so yeah. cool. And I, I wanted to ask you, uh, why is it important? And I, I loved how you said this in your book. You said, try really hard not to go find your favorite uh, module, but really try to go through each chapter in order. Is there a reason for that? I think it builds upon and builds upon. So awareness, it takes time. Okay. And so that when I'm thinking through, how do I take my clients through this information? How do I work through this information? Uh, I want it to make sense to you. So if it's like, I'm an Enneagram three and I'm going to jump to the back of the book and I'm going to read this little piece about myself. Okay. Well, that piece of information is awesome, but there was a lot inside of, of those other mm-hmm five chapters that, uh, that you probably could use to help you gain awareness of how that last point is showing up in the rest of your relationship. So mm-hmm. it just, it, it's a slower process for sure. Um, mm-hmm. but it does build on purpose for awareness. So you can acknowledge your part that you're playing in it so that you can begin to pivot and to make changes. And that is, my passion with the Enneagram, I want there to be awareness mm-hmm. and that I want there to be space for you to begin to acknowledge what is true inside of your own story. Mm-hmm. And then that acknowledgement, what pivots need to happen? What is working and what is not? So mm-hmm. it's patterns of behavior. That is what I'm looking at all day long. I'm looking at patterns of behavior that mm-hmm. were developed as early as the age of two. How do I get love? How do I get my needs met? And how do I keep myself safe? How you tried to do it then, you will try to do until it's kind of cradle to grave work as well. So you're going to try to do this all the way through your life. How do I get love? How do I get my needs met? And how do I keep myself safe? Mm-hmm. And so we backtrack and the Enneagram is a great tool to help us see patterns of behavior. So we backtrack and we begin to see like, oh, I've been mm-hmm. using that, that tool for like, since I was like six. I've been trying to use that same way of getting my needs met since I was six and I'm over here at 36. And it's not working anymore. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the opportunity comes in. Like, what do we need to pivot? What do I, how, what does growth look like? Mm-hmm. You know, what is working and what is not working? Hmm. Yeah. And you really are using your God-given gifts as a seven well when you created this system for people to use with it. So thank you because you really explained that to me. And I didn't know that was going to be your answer. And I love that because I'm like, oh, she's a seven. And all my books have always been building systems because that's the gift. The engineering problem solving seven has to offer the world. And so you've really emptied yourself, given us your time in your book. I know books take time and energy and focus and you have sacrificed. And so I really hope our listeners will be able to enjoy it now that we've given them a little bit of a taste of what's inside. And there's a lot inside for you guys, especially if you're looking, like she said, to to grow in your marriage, which who isn't? So thank you for telling us though, that we don't want to skip ahead because we're building a system here and it's from the foundation up. 
Yes. Piece by piece by piece by piece. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. It reminds me of John Gottman's Building the House Foundation. So you've got it going on. And tell us about where we can find the book. And you have an amazing Instagram as well. So tell us all about where we should hook up with you. Okay. So on Instagram, it's Enneagram with JB. Uh, I love to talk back. So if you guys get on there and you have questions, just message me. I'd love to be a resource to help people uncover and discover more about themselves there. I have a website that's enneagramwithjb.com. And that is, it tells you all about the books that I have out, resources, different ways you can uh, get a hold of me or work with me. Uh, I'm happy to do any of those things. And then uh, as far as buying the Enneagram in your marriage book, it is on sale uh, March 21st. So anywhere books are sold, Amazon is a great source, Baker books. Um, they have a great, there's a discount at Baker, um, 30% um, after the book is released. So it's kind of really, that's a great price for that book, um, but you can find it anywhere books are sold. Awesome. Thank you for giving us the inside scoop on a discount too. Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing today. We are going to really receive the fruits of that. And and thank you for being vulnerable and sharing your story too. We always love that here so much, the real story. So thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Of course. Okay. Okay, well, you guys have so many great tips from Jackie today, and so do I. I've been trying to become a better listener. I'm not always the best listener at home, and you know what? I want to be, so I work on this regularly. I am so grateful that I know you're working on stuff. It just means the world to me. I honestly get spoiled because I'm like, I know so many people working on stuff. I'm only going to talk and hang with people who are working on stuff, and then I realize, no, I have to love everybody, (laughs) but it does quite honestly help me through the week knowing you guys are all they're doing the work too. So thank you. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself some rewards. I know I'm out there with my daughter, my nine this time doing more driver's training. So it is kind of cray cray. And I love coming back to you guys for this place of solace and learning. So anyway, make sure you grab Jackie's book. Make sure you check out the Gospel for Enneagram conference if you want to also deepen your relationship with God through it all. And we will see you soon. Okay, bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as EnneagramAndMarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.